You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, good morning and welcome to a very interesting game day, to say the least. Of course, Very the, interesting, indeed. The most important <laughs> piece of information on our mind is not football, but right, obviously right. Nate, and we will keep you in tune to everything that's going on, Nate, here this afternoon. But also, Herb, I think that a lot of folks preparing for the storm and thinking about it or whatever need a little escape, and I think they need, mm-hmm. a, little, need a little football here for a while. Yeah, we need a little football. Um, the biggest thing, though, is make sure you guys take care of your, your families, your home, your pets, and everything else that you have that, that you love, that you, you care about, because we don't ever want to take any of these hurricanes or storms or tropical storms, anything like that, lightly. Um, do everything you can. Take all the necessary precautions to be safe out there. And uh, if you don't have to be out there during the storm, don't be out there during the storm. Herb, LSU coming off what we know is, uh, by their standards, an embarrassing loss. The nation's yes. longest non-conference home win streak was snapped at 49. Mm-hmm. Where is this program right now? Rebuilding, man. We, we're not reloading at all. <laughs> we're rebuilding, right? Um, we, you know, we have a first-year head coach in, in Coach Ogeron who, who everybody is kind of down on right now. Not kind of, but they are down on. And, mm-hmm. and you know, f- rightfully so when, when it comes to, to the point of at least being competitive, right? So, um, and, and but I personally believe that the program is, is, is at a point where we just need to take a step back, take a deep breather. We need to figure out what's going on internally, and then we need to make all the right moves when it comes to recruiting. I think we've made the right moves when it comes to, to coordinators. However, you know, Coach O kind of admitted this week that, you know, he kind of stepped on the toes a little bit of Coach Canada and, and, and you know, kind of told him to, to tone it down a little bit with the, the formations and motions and things of that nature. Now, that's something I think that that doesn't work for a head coach unless you know, uh, you know, whatever that particular offense or defensive uh, game plan and scheme and, 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 and all that stuff is. Because the thing about that is, look, I can stop you from doing whatever, right? But right. at the same time, you don't, I don't know what's going on in your head. Maybe these guys, uh, meaning the players, react better to all of these different formations. Obviously, they did. The weeks before that, they played pretty well. Now, Mississippi State just kind of took the wheel from us at that point. But also, I think the biggest thing that, that we saw and everybody saw was the fact that we just didn't have any kind of, we didn't play with a lot of umph, a lot of enthusiasm. We didn't play with with that that you know that that tiger. It's, it's one thing feeling. to lose to Troy her, but LSU got pushed around though. I we, mean, Troy looked Troy looked like the the, the intimidator to they me. They were ready. Week. They were ready. They were ready. And sometimes you get you get in those games. But here's what I'm saying: you can get pushed around by a smaller opponent. I mean, you know, not not an SEC opponent. But what you do is if you still continue to play hard. You, you play tough and you have that sheer will to win, at some point you're going to come out on top, especially if you, you have, uh, if you want to call it superior athletes. But we didn't have that. That's the thing. We didn't, from the beginning of that game to the end of that game, we didn't have that Tiger, you know, the LSU Tiger in us, you know, that's ready to come out and just, just, just you know, steal the will of the man across from us. He should know a thing or two about that inner Tiger because he was one, Herb Tyler. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, publisher and recruiting analyst, will be with us another Friday night, six weeks through the prep season. 
who were the high stars last night and what is the recruiting front today? And are LSU and Florida battling for any uh, borderline players that both of them are in the chase for? Jeff Palermo, columnist at WWO.com and Louisiana Network Sports Director will be with us. Edgar Thompson, we'll go behind enemy lines and learn about these 3-1 and Florida Gators who, uh, you know, a ball club just a few weeks ago, everybody was irate and upset with their coach, Coach yep. McElwain, whereas the offense, seemingly Florida's offense has gotten better the last couple of weeks, including a 38-24 win over Vanderbilt last week. And then we'll wrap things up with senior writer at TigerBait.com, Brian Lazar. You have a question for us? Talk about LSU. Can LSU, will they beat Florida? A Peretti Jaguar opinion poll <laughs> online at WWL.com. Right now it's a slam dunk. 74% yeah. of you saying no. 27% of you saying yes. And where do you think the program is right now with LSU? Rome wasn't built in a day, and something nope. doesn't fall down quickly. So is this, a, is this a combination of getting settled in, new guys, Turning over, getting getting what they want done, implementing their system, especially from an offensive standpoint. Mm-hmm. Can't say defense. And then you know the the years LSU has lost out on some recruits, especially in the offensive and defensive lines, where it would always show up in some big SEC games. It's showing them now more on a week to week basis in yes. the trenches. Yes, sir. Two six zero one eight seven. That you can text us at eight seventy eight seventy. Again, we will have the latest for you on Nate. This is the place to be. And we will go to National Weather Service. We will have local meteorologists from WWO-TV. Our own news staffs out there working extremely hard. As things happen and things break, we will be here with you. And we're going to be here for an awful long time today and tomorrow, as long as it takes. And we'll uh, hunker down and give you the latest on Nate. Along with Herb Tyler, I'm Deke Bellavia, 260-1870. You can text us at 870-870. LSU in Florida, the rivalry continues east versus west. A 235 kickoff today right here on Tiger Radio, WWL. Do you think LSU will beat Florida? Operate Jaguar opinion. Bowlers online at WWL.com. LSU in Florida today in Gainesville at Ben Hill Griffin Stadium where the Florida Gators will celebrate homecoming today, 2017. We'll get to that in just a little bit more. Talk about the history of this series and how it's the one constant on LSU's and Florida's schedule east and west through all the SEC changes, realignment, and so forth. Florida has been the one team out of the east LSU constantly plays every year and we'll continue to be that team for seeing something in the future to so the phone rivalry game right there yeah, now, exactly to the phones to go cut off for steve steve good morning thank you for calling wwl good morning steve hey hey dude thanks for uh for the broadcast today great show so far we're gonna see how it goes i have something i have to say then i'm gonna get off and then i want to listen to what's going on with the rest of the audience hey man the crosshairs are on the wrong person it's not Coach O. I know what that he's needs doing. to be blasted and everything. It needs to be the players. They're on scholarships. Do your job. He's not the one fumbling the ball. He's not the one dropping passes. He's not the one missing blocks. He taught everybody exactly what they're supposed to do. They've been playing the football game since probably in the sixth grade. So do your job. Otherwise, cancel the scholarships. Talk to you later. Well, I, I disagree with that. I mean, I don't think it's all on the players. And ultimately, look, you, you're talking about millions of dollars. It's going to fall on the coach regardless. I go back to what Herb said and everybody else. Yeah, in theory, you can look at a guy if he jumps offside on the third and inches mm-hmm. and it costs, it's a mental mistake or they're fumbles for things. But right now, look, LSU just don't have the players. We don't have the I numbers. Mean, they don't have the numbers. So <laughs> if you want to go back and say, well, they haven't done what they're supposed to do recruiting over the last four years, well, yeah, you, you can point that out. That's, le- that's legitimate. Well, and but, one of and the I, things, too, with the recruiting thing, Deke, think about it like this. When you think about what Les Miles has done over the past, let's call it four or five years, right, mm-hmm. when it comes to offensive plays, how many of those big-time offensive recruitment, recruiter, you know, guys that we've recruited that we did not get, what we have been getting was big-time 
wide receivers, mm -hmm. right, and running backs. We never got the big-time quarterback. We never got the big-time offensive lineman. We had a couple of big-time defensive linemen. Sprint, right you, now, get a, you get a lineman every now and then. Every, every now, now and then. You, you get Lyle, two, you know, and you get a couple players but, like but that. But those guys are two and three years apart from mm -hmm. each other. You know what I'm that's saying? Right. We don't ever have the set. Like, you look Not at Alabama's, them, right? Alabama's getting, you know, four and five, four and five-star linemen every year, year in and year out. Yep. Offensive and defensive linemen. So, and the other thing that we've been getting that we have not it's, it's weird to me that we've gotten such really great linebacker play out of our guys in the NFL they didn't do as great as we as we wanted them to do here at LSU until their senior year mm -hmm. I don't understand you know what was going on with that but now I do know that I, I think a big thing that has to do with that is is coaching and development yep and look this is you can go by and look at the young guys I mean just on the defensive side of the football I mean you could look at a guy like Alexander but you can look at Greedy Williams you can look at a guy mm -hmm. like Devin White I mean they have some young guys that are coming up that were good recruits to high school and they're starting to play well they're starting to come into their own wow this is a, another Patrick Peterson this is another right. Kelvin Shepard or, or you know uh, Beckwith that's all right there, but they don't have the numbers of those right now, and that's why you saw a high volume of LSU playing some of those freshmen. Okay, we saw them during camp. They separated themselves from the other freshmen. They separated themselves from, let's see what they do in, in game time. And basically from what I gather from what Coach O said on Monday, Herb, uh, when asked, you know, is there a quarterback situation? Is there a quarterback controversy? He said, no. no we, we, wanted to play, we wanted to play Miles to get him some playing time. Danny's our quarterback. quarterback. And unless Danny gets hurt. That, and I think they took that approach with the rest of those guys. They saw who would be all hands on deck, who could make an impact and help them some this season. And I think today, if we go back what the coaches say, then you'll get an idea of the ones that they felt through the Troy game who could help who could really help moving forward. And the more you see of those guys, those are the ones that they felt like made, an, made an impression moving forward. The ones you don't, they'll reevaluate. If there's a bowl season, they'll reevaluate in the spring, and they will come back for their sophomore seasons, and you, you move forward. But right now, Herb, when you think about it, this is a ball club that has suffered uh, maybe – a fair comparison is like the University of Texas. Mm -hmm. At the end of the Mac Brown years, they were getting some 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 kids that made them a pretty good recruiting class. But those kids with those stars, they or never what have developed. You, don't pay attention to the stars. <laughs> never, Listen ever. to me. You have to get the players that you think are going to come there, and you can get the maximum potential out of. Because the stars make no sense. How in the world is a school like Washington State? How's a school continuously other programs that are out there that never have a top twenty-five recruiting class? I mean, what's the last? time you heard Oklahoma State was in the top 10 recruiting right, class right. but they're constantly in it because they are getting the players that fit their system, system and they're getting the players that they coach up yes, and they sir. get the maximum potential Preach. out of it doesn't make it doesn't make any sense yeah it's, it's easy to cherry pick those stars but still You've got to improve, Herb. You got to you got to coach. I mean, the man sitting across from me is a Thank perfect you. one. How many stars Thank you have? So, Herb? I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and share something with you right now. So right now, LSU leads the nation in, in true freshman playing. Right? right, we got 20 of them total. So that's at this present moment right now. Now, with that being said, to go into your deal with the with the stars, I, I think I came out as a no star. I don't See remember that? having any stars. But let me tell you this: I, I didn't even play in the All Star game in Louisiana. Like, mm -hmm. I didn't even get that invite to go play at LSU Stadium after my senior year. The East-West All-Star game, right. But they had other guys that came to LSU with me that played and started in that game mm -hmm. in the first week, not even the first week, the first three days, which is the freshman camp. That particular person didn't even pan out as a quarterback. He had to go and move to a different position. Right. And then they brought in other guys that came in there, um, you know, highly rated guys as you know, four-star, five-stars, and all that stuff. What happens is... 
when you give a guy a four or five star coming out of high school, if he's not mature enough, he doesn't know how to handle that, mm. right? He's going to come on campus. I'm the big man. I can do whatever I want to do. Mm. There's no one greater than me. I am it, right? But when you give a kid no stars, one star, two star, right? Mm -hmm. And then you say, I need you to come here and do whatever. Guess what they're going to do? They're going to play even greater than any star ratings you can give them because they're hungry. They already feel like they've not been evaluated correctly coming out of high school. Right. And then when they get there, they're going to, they want to prove something. I want to show you that I'm better than this five-star guy you got mm -hmm. in the same class or the year before or the guy that you're recruiting to come next year. I don't care what it is. It doesn't matter. A star rating doesn't do anything because that's – that's uh, in a camp during the spring when you're watching somebody at, at you know at a Nike camp or at a at Under Armour camp or whatever whatever kind mm -hmm. of camp they go to. Mm -hmm. The star ratings in some fashions are true when you talk about a Leonard Fournette, but everybody can see Leonard Fournette is the guy, right? Or right. Kevin Falk, the guy, right? Yeah. But when you look at another five-star guy or a four-star guy who they've rated as that, and then where is he in his college career? Sometimes it has something to do with the development as the coaching staff, and sometimes the guy is just not that. So it all depends on who you have and the mentality of that particular player. No doubt about it. 2601870. Text us at 870-870. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. We'll talk recruiting after the bottom of the hour break. Algiers for Dave. Dave, good morning. Thank you for calling WWL. Hey, Dave. Yes, sir. Herb Tyler, number 14 on your roster. What's up, Mr. Dave from Algiers, baby? Yeah, West Bank. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate that, man. That's the only way I know how to play, man. Yeah, look, uh, 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 correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, after last season, when everybody was on uh, Coach O's bandwagon, uh -huh. uh, uh, not once did I ever hear anybody from LSU, anybody in the media, anybody in the sports world say the R word. The, the, now, next year's going to be a, a, the rebuilding year. Right. Not once did I ever Well, I, I put it to you like this. If you go by, I don't think what Marcus said, and a lot of people take it, is an indictment on Coach O. He's talking about over the course of uh, several years. Yes. And if you go back, you, I mean, how could you argue what Marcus says? He makes some valid points. I don't think he was pinpointed on one coach. But no. he, what he was saying is right now the LSU program, I mean, think about it. Where where are they right now? They're not in the top 25. Nope. And you're facing a situation that not not as far removed because Florida State has competed for national championships in the last few years and won some. But they're asking themselves the same thing in, in, yep. in Tallahassee right now this morning. They've beaten the University of Miami seven straight years. Now Miami's favorite the last three years. It's been decided by 10 points in three straight games. And people are wondering, you know, is Miami rising? Is Florida State falling? And when you have a lot of success, Herman, you're constantly in the top 10, top yep. 15, top 20, and then you're not there, what are people saying? They're not saying, oh, they're rising up. They're saying <laughs> they're falling back. Absolutely. I mean, it's tough to stay on that, that, that level forever, right? or for as long as we would like them to do. Um, but the, the biggest thing about all of that is the fact of the matter that what Marcus said is definitely correct over the course of time. Yes. Right? It's not about one particular coach. It's not about that. We definitely mm -hmm. are rebuilding. And if you anybody knows anything about college football, major look division one, you just look, you can look at the, the record, not only mm -hmm. the record, but let's just take a look at the roster. Let's look at the roster from the last year, year and a half. How many guys 
has been either kicked off the team or left the team or for whatever reason they're not there anymore. You don't just automatically replace those guys. It's not the NFL where you can go and pick up a guy off the street. You have to wait till the following year to either get a recruit in mm-hmm. or you have to get a junior college kid in or a transfer in. And then when you transfer, you still got to wait a year. So, it, I mean, there's so many different dynamics that comes along with that that we just, we, you, know, you just have to be patient. And right now we are definitely, Dave, in that, in that rebuilding time period right now. And that's my whole reason for saying you have to give Coach O an opportunity and some time to bring in those kids that are going to be specifically uh, uh, recruited for Coach Canada's system and Coach Aranda's system. And, and, and let me say this. I, I love I love the Rocky. I love the Rudy. It's a wonderful life mm-hmm. story. Believe me. And that stuff does happen to an extent. But you put players like that that like, oh, well, you work hard. and get You put them in a certain situation, they'll succeed. But when you put in top – Top profile, high pri- high price athletes against them. Yeah. The Rudy theory that it, don't work. It doesn't work. That don't work because you can do all of that and go and show up on time, and you know you could bench press a brick house and and run as fast as a freight train. You still have to have talent. You got to have talent. It works sometimes, and right now LSU, especially with the seven game stretch, is getting ready to really find out some things. Here's see. a CBS update. It's East versus West today, the Florida Gators and the LSU Tigers. Now, next week's game against Auburn, we know there has been a hold as uh, CBS has the right to put a hold on the games. And we know that next week's game, the LSU will either be at 6.15, it'll either be at uh, 6, I'm going to say, Herb, 6.45 around that time, between 6 and 7, or it'll be at 2.30. We know those three games at SEC pretty much got a hold on. Texas A&M and Florida – Alabama and Arkansas and LSU and Auburn. So there's an opportunity for LSU to play in the 6 o'clock spot mm-hmm. on the ESPN Family Networks or the CBS game of the week. So we'll keep you posted on that one. We will know tomorrow on the uh, 8th. That's when uh, CBS will let us know. Florida and LSU squaring off today, the Tigers and the Gators. And uh, this rivalry has had some great ones over the years. We'll get to my partner as uh, the 20-year anniversary yes, when sir. LSU knocked off their number one Florida in Tiger Stadium, the night the goalposts came down, and they went somewhere in Tigerland, I believe. So somewhere around there, those, somebody got a piece of those goalposts that are listening. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com, joins us now. Mike, what we were trying to explain you know, earlier is that a lot of times the stars and everything that go with recruiting, that doesn't necessarily mean something. And I, I think from all of us, and I would say this, just a, a normal person can kind of say, well, golly, that guy stands out. And a lot of times that guy would be highly rated. It's the ability to get those kids into your program, coach them up, and know, you know what, yes. regardless of where his stars is, mm-hmm. in my system, he can he can max out. He can potentially help this program out. Yes. And LSU, Mike, has had, has not done a very good job at that the last several years. No, and, and it's it's been going on, I, I think, more than a few years. You're right, uh, Mike. You know, every year I'll – I'll tell my subscribers where they're basically thinking the state of the program is based on how LSU finishes in the in the team rankings on on rivals or any other recruiting uh, network and and I've been telling them for a while look where LSU's having issues and falling to Music City Bowls and Texas Bowls is linemen. Uh, it was a defensive front seven problem. The linebacker position got uh, has gotten better since Dave Rand has gotten there. Um, you know, certainly Beckwith and now Devin White has, has made that that spot uh, better in uh, others. But um, LSU's high recruiting class rankings has been based on athletes, the defensive backs. The, the DBU thing continues to perpetuate itself. 
kids from all over the country come to camp, defensive backs, corners, because of Tyron Matthew and Patrick Peterson and, and everybody else. And that, that was going on before Corey Raymond even even became, came back to LSU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, between linemen and quarterbacks, that, that's really been the big deal. And now we've seen in the last several years running back be a problem. So, so Mike, let me ask you this. So with, with Coach Miles being, a, a, you know, an ex-offensive lineman, why do you think he's had so much trouble recruiting those offensive linemen? Do you think it's because you got a Nick Saban at Alabama who's, you know, stealing guys like Cam Robinson from, from Louisiana and, 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 and that sort of thing? What do you think was the issue well, at that the, point? And, Mike, you can look at – piggyback off what Herb said – just look at the success that Ole Miss has had on the O-line the last six or seven right, years. Right, the, pro- the, the problem that you've had there is that you've had a very weak recruiting staff. <clears throat> um, if the state of Louisiana isn't producing it, um, you're going to the state of Alabama um, or the state of Tennessee um, and taking recruits that, neither, that none of the power schools in that, in that state have offered. Well, I, I, you know, I think I think that the recruiting staff has, you know, it's it's kind of weird because it's almost, you know, it's it's one of those twofold type of things. You, when you look at it from the outside looking in, it looks like the recruiting staff is really great. They're getting all these, you know, top five recruiting classes in every year. And then, but also when you look at it from inside looking out, what are we lacking? Why why don't we have these particular guys that can actually sustain um, or develop during their, their tenure at LSU? Um, and for me, and Mike, correct me if I'm wrong. I just, I just truly believe that whenever these guys come in, right, they, they have an outlook of, of, you know, thinking that they're the best thing since sliced bread and then not necessarily putting in all of the work that it takes to become one of those great players. And then also at that time, at the same time, you know, you, you got people telling them that they are that. So do you think it's the mentality of the players coming in? Um, you know, over the past couple of years or so, few years or whatnot, or, or do you think it's more that lack thereof of development? Uh, I, I think there's so many issues. I, I, I don't know that you can point to one thing. Um, but to me, the, the, the worry, I say the worry, the thing that I pointed to and it, has it, continued uh, under Ed Orgeron is the state of Louisiana has been having holes every year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned Greg Rob. You mentioned Cam Robinson. You know, the, the last two great Louisiana offensive linemen were Cam Robinson and Greg Robinson. Yep. Alabama and Auburn. Alabama and Auburn. Okay, but when LSU can LSU go out of state, and is there a coach on the staff, an assistant coach, that can go to Missouri, California, Maine, uh, Orlando, mm-hmm. and go head to head with Ohio State, Florida State, Alabama, Clemson? For an offensive or defensive lineman that all those schools want, and that kid is not tied to staying close to home. Right. The last one I could think of, Mike, and you tell me if I'm wrong, and I don't know where he pitted up against those schools, but was Boxdale. Was around was around Michigan, and I don't I don't know how how yeah, much Ohio and, State and, and was on, but that was that was about that, almost a decade ago. Yeah, and that really was. In, in, if you remember, uh, Boxdale at one time was a commitment to uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. Uh, he decommitted from that, and uh, he was a, he was a, he was listed as a defensive lineman out of high school. Mm-hmm. He was moved to the offensive line once he got to LSU. Well, well, here's the here's the weird thing about that though. If you think about it, over the past seven eight years, you know, since Les Miles has been there, we've been 
let's call it 80% run happy, you know, or heavy. So if I'm an offensive lineman and we're going to run the ball 80% of the time, I mean, why wouldn't you want to go to that school, especially with the name like LSU, with the facilities that we have and all that kind of stuff? So at some point, there's a breakdown somewhere. And why is that? We don't know. But I will tell you this. I've always thought very, very highly of the recruiting uh, staff at LSU, and I always will. And the one thing that I do know that is that they're going to get it on track. And I think they're going to identify the issues of what's going on. And I think they're going to make something, make it right. Well, I, I think the recruiting staff, there's a difference between the assistant coaches and there's a difference between Austin Thomas, Sharon Lewis, and, and all those people in the building. And that, that's, that's – then you're really opening up a can of worms because you shouldn't be able to say that Austin Thomas, who's not a staff member as far as one of the you know eight assistant coaches, mm-hmm. that he's arguably your best recruiter on the entire staff. Like he's better than your assistant coaches at recruiting. Yeah, you shouldn't say that. I don't. I don't. No, and and, and look, and Pete Jenkins being the defensive line coach uh-huh. on an interim basis is one thing. That's hurting LSU. But him in the recruiting being, standpoint being there now, and LSU having to get a waiver from the NCAA, mm-hmm. so someone inside the building who's not on the eight assistant coaches on the staff, um, and, and, and for medical reasons, and the NCAA grant that waiver, so then Austin Thomas or a Derek Panamski or someone else in the building can go out and recruit when, when Pete's not in the building, you know, that, you know that, that's part of your problem. And I don't know of anybody that advised not only from just – I don't think anybody told uh, Ed Orgeron that that was a good idea. No, and, and he didn't listen to anybody. We're going to take a break more with Mike Scarborough at TigerBay.com. We'll get to Randall plus Mike's prediction day, LSU in Florida, talking recruiting right now. And, and the issue with that with Coach Jenkins is a lot of times is he's not around when you get to closing. When the living room walls come down to and you got to seal the deal now, it may be different this time because we have four signing days instead of one, three mm-hmm. in December and one in February. But, you know, it's like the young man, you, you, a couple of you lose to Alabama or whoever. You know, how many times did Coach Jenkins, was he able to go there? Well, he, he wasn't around then. And look – I'm not saying it's the way of the world, but you got to make these kids and their families feel like if we don't get you to sign this sheet of paper to come to this school, we're going to lose. We're going to fall apart. They're going to demote us from 1A to, to Division three. That's the part of the game. It, mm-hmm. That's why they call it recruiting, and then you have to de-recruit them when you get on campus to sick, suck up all that air out of the head that you're the one that pumped in there for them. I think That's they do a part that. of the game. I think they do that. I just don't know why the kids don't end up signing on the dotted line. All right, Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com was with us talking recruiting and Mike's prediction on LSU and Florida next here on WWL. We are already through six weeks of the high school football season. Boy, there was some great, I'm talking great games last night. East St. John and Destrehan overtime. Rummel and Holy Cross, they're calling it one of those instant classics last mm-hmm. night. Unbelievable. And listen about this one. And Mike, this is in your neighbor the way, just when you think that he's already, uh, you know, done everything he can and a lot of people – consider this gentleman that I'm about to tell you, no secret, is one of the greatest high school coaches ever. And whenever he plays somebody, there's always one thing they call it, the cook factor. That's Louis Cook and Notre Dame of Crowley. Yesterday, his ball club is getting ready to play a big contest against Kinder. Very good. It's one of the best Kinder teams they've had in a while. They have a young man that was a part of their team in the school. They they went to his services. He lost his battle with leukemia. So his his football team is at a uh, funeral service from 11 in the morning yesterday to well after lunch. They go to kinder. They get down 28 to nothing. 
last night, and they come back and win 35 to uh, 33 or 35, 20, something like real tight down the stretch. Just remarkable about high school football. But just to give you an idea of how with all of the talk we do, pro college and pro, they're still the best in the purest form is on Friday night. Mike Scarborough got a lot of footage, got a lot of things that happened last night. How can people get the latest on recruiting and today's matchup LSU in Florida? Yeah, go to uh, TigerBait.com. We've got it all for you. We've got our Florida, uh, LSU Florida pregame notebook with tons of notes, uh, a game prediction. Uh, we do our live chat during the game. I participate in that and uh, our Tiger Bait community. So uh, that's always a lot of fun. Last night uh, we had one of our video cameras at uh, uh, Warren Easton's game mm-hmm. uh, filming uh, the 19 defensive back uh, Kimbrough and the uh, 20 running back uh, uh, Clayton. So. We're going to have all that footage for you, uh, you know, by Monday or Tuesday. So uh, we're, we're rolling out the, the footage of all the recruits and the guys that LSU's offered, and uh, you get an idea of uh, if the fixes are, are around the corner for LSU and, and getting some talent back in the program. All right, Mike, quickly as we roll to our final break, LSU in Florida, how you see this predicted for us? Uh, you know, I, I'm kind of with everybody else. I think it's a close one, but Florida wins. I just – you, you, it, who's, whose offense can do more against the other team's defense? Yep. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Mike, we will talk after the game. Uh, you know, now we're in full coverage mode, so we'll talk on the point after tonight, after the contest. I'll be ready. All, All right. right. Mike Scarborough, TigerBait.com. Coming back, Randall on the River Pass. He wants to talk about the recruiting process. I'm sitting across from the three-time quarterback bowl winner. The only one in LNU football history. Second most wins from a starting quarterback. Herb Tyler is here with us. The latest on Nate. So much more. Yes, we got sir. a lot going on on this second weekend in October in Louisiana, including LSU and Florida. Their rivalry continues today at 235 kickoff right here on Tiger Radio. This is WWL. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. 